So at this point, I'm on the library board by virtue of the fact that nobody's running against me, <laughs> which cleared up a lot of time for me to take this job representing like elder people who have been abused. Yeah. So now I've got time to do that kind of work, which is very fulfilling. And I'm still on the library board and my life is not completely sucked up because I have a nice work-life balance at this place. Hey, Jones. And, and I promise not to talk the whole time because seriously, it's too much. I'll believe it when I see it, Gigi. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Now he knows me too well. Yeah, one thing I was going to ask you about, like on that last episode, you mentioned a couple of times that you'd experienced this personally, and it sounded not like it was for a family member. My story is not even, quote, bad. It is not something that ruined my life. I have met and I know and I'm related to women whose stories are so much worse than mine, whose stories that I can't tell because they're not mine, but they are bad. And they all involve the church power dynamics and the relationships between young men and women. Yeah. Young women and old men. (laughs) Also, the whole weird dogma that gets interrelated. It's very confusing for young children. Of course. And it's just as bad for the boys as it is for the girls. It's bad for everyone. Yeah, in a very different way, but yeah, you're right. I mean, how does that set you up for a successful, healthy relationship? It doesn't. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you have to get around the teachings of the church to have a healthy relationship. I mean, my dad, before he became Mormon, he was divorced twice, but he's always been a very patriarchal man, which is funny because he was raised by a single mom. Oh, wow. When I, when I say raised by a single mom, his mom wasn't there much. He raised all his younger siblings. The woman was crazy. She like severely beat him, knocked his teeth out a few times, kicked him oh, out of the house Jesus. multiple times. So my dad, tons of trauma. My mom, oh. um, she was the youngest of her family. Right after her next older sibling left, her mom and dad got divorced. So my mom was like daddy issues out the wazoo. What was the hook that got them converted? Okay, well, my dad, you know, I've told you before, he's a very uh, visionary man. and yes, oh, that's he right. talks to God. He's a magical thinker. Yes, exactly. He was a magical oh. thinker and not exactly stable. And You think? Nah, I know. Dear idea. The pull of the church was that the voices in his head, he could convince himself that they aligned with the teachings he was getting from the church and also i think he dated a mormon girl for a while he found something appealing about her and so he joined the church yeah. it's so often relationships that keep people in or bring I know, them right? in. well it's called flirt to convert i know go to the library and read a book and find another god there are so many out there that are like way better or read a few books and get rid of all the gods there's the sound clip for the episode. <laughs> yeah. I actually had a discussion with my baby sister here. The one with the tattoos? The one that's on her way out. She's on that slippery slide, Jones. Well, here's the thing. Yes and no. Oh. Her and her husband are no longer going to church. Ooh. She's letting her oldest daughter, when she wants to go to church, goes to church. Right. But she's stepping away from the church because she does not like the organization. Ooh. But 
as far as all the spiritual stuff, and we don't talk about this much because her and my other sister think that I'm a very angry individual and that I hate the church. Yeah, oh, I we get love it that, that you're angry, Jen. The, the reason for this is the only thing they see from me is, you know, what I post on Facebook. And <laughs> the last couple of months, you know, there's been a lot of stuff to be pissed off about. And there's, I can tell, she's still, like, going along with Joseph Smith's message, and she's still going along with the Book of Mormon. But this is just the first step, though, because it took me a while to process as well. Yeah. People say, oh, well, you haven't been in the church for a long time. Well, it's, you know what? Those are my formative years. I'm sorry. If you told me that from the age of 1 to 18, you are going to put me in a box... Like, I'm going to grow into a box-shaped human. It's like what they do with the watermelons in Japan. Yes, They grow them when me. they're young, and they're a box. <laughs> and this is why I can't lose my belly weight for the cruise. Oh, oh. I know, but seriously, it takes a process for your sister. The tattoos were the first step. And now she's not going to church. And then we'll get her on the pod. Oh, I doubt it. She's transmitting a message. And it's like, help me process this. Because it's a lot. It's it a deconversion a process. How can we help? <laughs> I've been told under no uncertain circumstances by my other sister that I need to just leave my baby sister alone, not try and it's convince true. her or anything. I know it's Let true, but... them process it. They will come to you. Silence is golden. I'm well aware of that. Sometimes. That's what I had to do with my wife for a year and a half. Is like I literally could not talk to her about anything. Brad gets me to do whatever he wants by being quiet. (laughs) Right? It's magic. Like, Reddit was my outlet for a year and a half because I couldn't talk to anybody in my real life. I couldn't talk to my kids. I couldn't talk to my wife. And I don't do the whole people thing, so I didn't have any actual friends to talk to about it. So, yeah, I'm hopeful that my little sister will come around. But my other sister, she left Mormonism almost 20 years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. Nah, she's Catholic now. Oh, she went to different... What? Yeah, mainly because... That makes no sense to me. No. Unless you're just doing it for the fashion. Yeah. Okay, let me just talk about the Catholics. Like, they've got some great art. They've got some beautiful buildings. They've got a lot of awesome rituals. They have some fun weddings. Lots of glamour. This is the bee's knees from the Byzantine era. Mm-hmm. The hats, the robes, <laughs> all of it, Okay. Is she cafeteria, Jones? Just cafeteria Catholicism? They both believe in God. Mm-hmm. Wait, the God or a God or an amorphous one? Um, near as I could tell, the Christian God is what okay. they believe in. Uh, capital G God. Oh, uh, capital G God. Like there is one God from the Bible God? There, uh, you like know. there is no God before <laughs> me? First this commandment This is one of those God? things that I could talk to my little sister about. We're only a year and a half apart. So I could talk to her about okay. this because she's a lot farther removed from at least our shared experience as Mormons. But the last conversation her and I had, she was like, you don't believe in God, so you'll never understand where we're coming from. Oh. <gasps> And on one hand, she's right. I've never been able to believe in God. I've never been able to understand where people that believe in the supernatural, where they're coming from. Near as I could tell, in order to be a theist, you have to be willing to set aside logic to some degree, either a little bit or a lot of it, depending on what flavor of God you believe in. And I can't do that intellectually. I can do it when I'm emotionally invested in something, but I... You have a blank spot in your brain where that happens in other people just yes. 
crap. Exactly. And that makes you awesome, James. It makes you awesome. Go where you're appreciated. Oh, yeah. This is how Brad well, does science. Despite the fact that my little sister is not Mormon, being raised Mormon, you are taught that if somebody does not believe in God and does not agree with you, they are automatically not good. They're okay. They're good, but they're not good. Right. And also the same as if they display those emotions that are traditionally considered negative, like Unex anger yeah, or sadness. Unacceptable. Or it are, those are also unacceptable. So right. my sisters see me as being angry at the church. So that's strike one. B, I don't believe in God. That's strike yeah. two. That's so sad that they don't have the empathy for the way your brain works. Like mm. That's like asking a penguin to start looking like a giraffe yeah <laughs> my sisters they do love me and they do understand and they do accept that this is the way i am however they think i'm wrong a lot of us ex-mormons if you don't know this patient so many of us get this where it's like why are you so angry with the church you left the church but you can't leave the church alone and all these stupid things about how we're the bad guys for pointing out the abuse we're the bad guys for saying hey, the emperor has no clothes and he's raping 14-year-old children and marrying everybody's wives. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not a problem for you? Like, I'm not the crazy one. No. I am the fool in the group pointing it out saying, like, do you not see? Yeah, well, did you guys see, um, I posted couple months ago and on my Facebook page, there were these people that do pranks on BYU campus. They went up to a BYU student and they said, hey, we'll give you 500 bucks if you call your mom and tell her that you got a stripper pregnant. And he's like, okay. I saw that posted and I watched the beginning part of it yeah. and I just didn't have time. What happened with that? Okay. I think I remember this. Go on. But what happened was, so <laughs> he called his mom and she, within a couple of minutes, was telling him that he needed to take that slut and have her get an abortion. Wow! <laughs> Yeah. Because what will that do? It'll ruin his chances to do whatever, to go on the mission, to be part of the right. church. Like God doesn't what? want that child. <laughs> because that kid will get born to somebody else. They've got mm -hmm. all kinds of babies waiting up in heaven to come down right? to get born. So why do they care right. so much about abortion? Right. <laughs> the kid was absolutely shocked that his mother would say it, but it's not shocking. White privileged people have always been able to get abortions in this country and will always be able to get yeah. abortions in this country. I'm in California. I can get an abortion at a drop of a hat. Exactly. If I to. I've got one scheduled for this afternoon. Yeah. But here's the thing. Women don't just go running around getting abortions for fun. Yeah, right. Get the goddamn government and the goddamn church out of my freaking hoo-ha. It's like Sharia law, but it's like the Christian version of that. It's all QAnon. KK, no, no, no. The Mormons don't do that. That's for the Southern Baptists. They do QAnon. <laughs> we're QAnon. We got guns Q -Q -Q. and we like to go shooting and we're all fun farmers. Yeah, or Desert Nationals. They're all related. What is a Desert National? Tell me more, Jens. What is this? No, not Desert. Deseret national oh desert nationals or desnats came to being during trump's reign and they saw themselves as the true defenders of mormonism their targets were liberals progressive mormons nuanced mormons anybody who did not teach basically what brigham young was teaching but what they really were were a bunch of keyboard warriors because they didn't really actually <laughs> any, do anything right they're just internet trolls yeah. yes you know they doxed a few people but when push came 
came to shove, they kind of went back into underground. But they felt emboldened by Trump and what he was saying and by what other Christian national and white national groups were saying. And so they came out and they'll probably rear their heads again here this next election. I mean, why do you think that I was getting involved in the local Democrats? California is not exempt. We have some very extreme areas. I mean, I don't even want to say what they are anymore because they're not... I used to be Republican. This is not the Republicans that I knew. I used to be Republican when I was a child. I was all about fiscal conservatism, okay? I still am. I I separated from them on social issues. They don't want me anymore. I want social liberalism and fiscal conservatism. Right. Is that so much to ask for? It is not that hard to ask for. I am fiscally conservative conservative in that I don't believe that we should be just wasting people's money if we can help it. Like, come on. Uh. But at the same time, I'm socially liberal and I think that there's a lot of really good projects to be had with my government money. Yeah. Like, libraries, roads, interstate commerce, education. Paid maternity leave. Efficient (laughs) sexual education. Invest in children. Right, exactly. So is there a preamble left for Mosiah chapter 4, James? Yes, there is. Let's do it. Mosiah chapter 4. King Benjamin continues his address. Salvation comes because of the atonement. Believe in God to be saved. Retain a remission of your sins through faithfulness. Impart of your substance to the poor. Do all things in wisdom and order. About 124 BC. Great. Take it away. Who wants to read first? Go, Jones. All right. Verse 1, And now it came to pass that when King Benjamin had made an end of speaking the words which had been delivered unto him by the angel of the Lord, that he cast his eyes round about on the multitude, and behold, they had fallen to the earth, for the fear of the Lord had come upon them. That wasn't fear. They were asleep. Yeah, they had fallen asleep because this was a boring fucking thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking Right? Yeah. Oh, but they're yeah. about to get into a carnal state, so this is exciting now. Exactly. I'm hoping for a mm-hmm. carnal state later myself. Woohoo! Although that probably won't happen. No. My wife's out of town, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. All right, let's see, verse two. And they had viewed themselves in their own carnal state, even less than the dust of the earth. And they all cried aloud with one voice, saying, Oh, oh have mercy. mercy, and apply the atoning blood of Christ, that we may receive forgiveness of our own sins and our hearts may be purified for we believe in Jesus Christ the Son of God who created heaven and earth and all things who shall come down among the children of men they all cried out in one voice this entire multitude just spontaneously a Uh really long sentence in fact that's a run-on sentence that they chanted in one voice I just don't see that happening I mean I'm going to give him poetic license on that but those exact words? I mean, I can't imagine that. Like, not without flyers. My first three protests that I've ever been to, all this year, and every time they tried to get a chant going, they had to practice it a few times. Right? (laughs) And it was only like five or six words long. So, yes, I am in agreement. Yeah, I don't think that happened. Okay, so we've gotten past their carnal state, which was a little bit disappointing, and I guess they are all very, very, you know, devout 
Christians now. I guess right. so. 124 okay. years before the person who would later be called Christ. And I mean, how come when the pilgrims came over, they weren't like all surprised that they weren't all having Christmas at the same time? <laughs> right. You would think that the pilgrims would be running into a bunch of Christians if all of this happened. You'd think they'd be more welcoming. All right, Jones, go to the third. Uh, verse three, and it came to pass that after they had spoken these words, the spirit of the Lord came upon them mm. and they were filled with joy, having received a remission of their sins Oof. and having peace of conscience because of the exceeding faith which they had in Jesus Christ, who should come according to the words which King Benjamin had spoken unto them. Because words are always pretty much usually spoken at some point here. I'm like, this is kind of redundant at the end. I would tighten that up if I was the editor. But the use of words can be really laden with a lot of double entendres here, which I'm not going to get into. Oh, really? However, Tell me more. Come on. Right? Don't leave us hanging, but, JJ. Come I on. guess, I mean, all they needed was Jesus Christ to come. That's all mm. they were waiting for. That's right. They're just waiting for Jesus Christ to come. They were waiting for the celestial money shot. Jesus never came when he was here. Uh, you know what? I don't think so either. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'm going to go to verse four. Okay. And King Benjamin again opened his mouth. I did. And began to speak unto them, saying, My friends and my brethren, my kindred and my people, I would again call your attention that ye may hear and understand the remainder of my words, which I shall speak unto you. So he's going to speak. Thank you for announcing it again. <laughs> for behold... If the knowledge of the goodness of God at this time has awakened you to a sense of your nothingness and your worthless and fallen state, I say unto you, if ye have come to a knowledge of the goodness of God and his matchless power and his wisdom and his patience and his long suffering towards the children of men, except for the ones that he lets burn, <laughs> and also the atonement which he has prepared from the foundations of the world, that thereby salvation might come to him that should put his trust in the Lord and should be diligent in keeping his commandments and continue in the faith even unto the end of his life. I mean, the life of the mortal body. <gasps> no, 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 Joseph Smith. Oh my God, that was a fucking paragraph. How long is that verse? Okay, I'd be like, Joe, you can do better than this. That's a bit wordy. One run-on sentence after another after another. Okay, I said this to a co-worker. I can do this quick. I can do this right, or I can do it fast, and you right. can have two of the three, pick, pick which ones three, you want. Yep. Can't have it all. You know. Yeah. And I said, okay, this is going to be quick. I said, that means it's going to be wordy, because it takes a <laughs> long time to edit things down. That's why poetry is so pure. You know, you're editing it down to the very essence. Right. Yeah. This is lazy writing. This is Joseph Smith talking into a hat. This is Joseph Smith not knowing where he's going and he's stalling for time as he tries to dictate something because this is the worst sentence I've ever seen so far. They're all pretty bad, JJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I have to actually say this. Is this really the worst? I've seen some bad ones. Like, I should have been a teacher of literature <laughs> and writing. Like, seriously. At the beginning of that diatribe there, which kind of all started with uh, verse 4, <laughs> he says, And King Benjamin again opened his mouth and began to speak unto them. I think what he's trying to say is King Benjamin is not a ventriloquist. So that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> but at the end, he really loses it because he's like, 
Trust in the Lord and should be diligent in keeping his commandments and continue in the faith even unto the end of his life, comma. I mean the life of a mortal body. I know. I thought that was really funny. I mean this. <laughs> Who's I mean? Yeah. Who's I mean? I mean the life of the mortal. Who is the narrator here? Joseph Smith? Yes. He's had a second like, thought. Or is it... Let me get to seven. Okay. Can't yeah, finish his thought. I'm sorry. It's just so horribly written. I know. This is why Joseph needed an editor. I say that this is the man who receiveth salvation through the atonement which was prepared from the foundation of the world for all mankind, which ever were since the fall of Adam, or who are, or whoever shall be, even unto the end of the world. Do you hear the romanticness of this language? Uh, it doesn't really mean anything, kind of. It's padded. If you believe what I say, you'll be saved. That's it. He's already said all of this before. And when I was reading it last night, I really had to focus because if I didn't, my brain turns off. And I would imagine that this is what's happening to people in church. Their brain just shuts off. But here's the magic of what Joseph Smith was doing. He is telling people that he is translating golden plates that he alone has dug up out of the ground like a goddamn archaeologist. He wanted to be Indiana Joseph. <laughs> people were hanging on every word. This is exciting stuff to people. <laughs> he was creating his nest egg, his retirement fund. It's too bad he got himself killed before he could cash it in. Well, he tried a few times. I mean, you have the Kirtland Bank fiasco, mm -hmm. or anti-bank. He was always trying to make a buck. Right. So. <laughs> he says, I say, and often like, I say, I say, I say. And he also says, behold this and behold that. Why does he say that? I know. I think he wanted to be British. I say, I say, I say. I say this. I say unto you. I say. Okay, I finished number seven. So you're on eight, Patience. And this is the means whereby salvation cometh, and there is none other salvation save this which hath been spoken of. Yes, you keep speaking of it, Smitty. Neither are there any conditions whereby man can be saved except the conditions which I have told you. Yes, I think you've just said that again. I actually think he made a mistake here. Oh, no, say it's not so. He says, neither are there any conditions whereby man can be saved except the conditions which I told you. But later on, they determined that if you die before you're eight, you're auto-saved. Oh, there are other ways that you can be, yeah. Just like a Word document. <laughs> right. That just goes back to the whole thing, like Book of Mormon is supposed to contain the fullness of the gospel. And perfect. <laughs> Except there's nothing about Mormonism as practiced, even, you know, 10 years into the creation of the church in the Book of Mormon. In fact, there are stuff that Mormons did and do explicitly forbidden in the Book of Mormon, like polygamy, for example. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, it just goes back to, this was a book that Joseph Smith was trying to sell. He didn't care what was in it either. The stuff that's in it was just trying to, to get people to buy a book. I just call it a prop. It was a prop to the cult. Mm -hmm. Also, he got fed and housed while he was dictating this shit, so it made sense to make it span at least a few months. Got to make money somehow. Like somebody posted something and what it said was, 200 years ago, some farm boy didn't like to do farm work and now I have religious trauma. Yeah, I think I saw that one too. <laughs> 
I showed that to my wife, and she's like, oh, my gosh, it's so true. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to do farm work either, so I can't blame well, But no, I, I wouldn't but... have done this, though. There's other things he could have done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to school, Joseph. You could have been a teacher or something. Right. He obviously wasn't a complete idiot. No. No. <laughs> and he was a narcissist. That's right. He had toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's one thing to inherit a religion and an old book that tells you what to do, okay? Uh, but if you're the guy that's saying, I'm going to invent the Bible, I'm going to make it up out of thin air, and I'm yeah. going to make up lies in order to get women and money. Just like Moses. <laughs> he didn't exist, so. Yeah, Moses didn't exist. He didn't do a goddamn thing. Who knows Come who on. came up with Judaism? Didn't he exist? I want him to exist because, you know, the whole... Parting the Red Sea, it's so dramatic. Let my people go. I know, I know, I get it. It wasn't the only thing he liked apart, I'm sure. Oh my Christ. All right, verse 9. Believe in God. Believe that he is and that he created all things, both in heaven and in earth. Believe that he has all wisdom and all power, both in heaven and in earth. Oh, you're just stalling right now. Uh. Believe that men doth not comprehend all the things which the Lord can comprehend. Right. It almost seems like he's going to go on and start singing, Do you believe in life after life? Oh, God. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right, James, you want to take verse 10? Yep. And again, believe, believe that ye must repent of your sins and forsake them and humble yourselves before God and ask in sincerity of heart that he would forgive you. And now, if you believe, believe all these things, see that ye do them. At the beginning of that verse, Jones read, it says, and again, and if you look at the next verse, and again, I say unto you, this is a lesson on how not to write. I know, right? You know, like when people tell you something like, well, anytime you see somebody writing in a passive voice, you know that's going to be a long sentence. So try to take that out. And once you start seeing it, it's very easy to see and your writing gets better. Somebody told me, they're like, anytime you see somebody using the word that a lot or <sighs> certain words, you just see, you know that they're just being lazy writers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, Jones, take 11 because that one is a doozy. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, verse 11. And again, I say unto you, as I have said before, that as ye have come to the knowledge of the glory of God, or if ye have known of his goodness and have tasted of his love, gross. Uh, you need mouthwash. Tasted his love. Joseph wanted everyone to taste his love. Oh, I hate that he calls gross. it remission of sins because I keep thinking of emissions of sins. And oh, it, it just gets worse, so by the way. No. You cannot deny this imagery by the time you get to the end of the chapter. It is there. I'm not going to deny it. And have received an emission of your sin. Remission. <laughs> which causeth such exceedingly great joy in your soul. Even so, I would that ye should remember and always retain in remembrance the greatness of God and your own nothingness and his goodness and long-suffering towards you, unworthy creatures, oh. and humble, humble yourselves even <laughs> in the depths of humility, calling on the name of the Lord daily, and standing steadfast in the faith of that which is to come, which was spoken by the mouth of the angel. Oh my God, there's a period. Oh. The sentence is finally over. 
Fuck so this me. is just a little bit of a flagellation. Yeah. Right. You suck. You're shitty. It's just him saying, you unworthy worms. <laughs> and religious people love it. Yep. Because then you get the catharsis. It's no longer weighing you down because somebody has recognized all your secret evil. I wonder if religious people are mainly just bottoms. They just love being whipped on and just subjugated I like this. I don't even know if I know what that means. And the other thing I wanted to point out is here, not to keep harping on it, but no, yes, to keep harping on it. At the beginning of that verse, he says, And, and again. again, I say unto yeah. you, as I have said before, this is a common phrase that I noticed Paul saying a lot when we started doing this podcast and I'd start editing. He'd be like, and as I've said before, and as we've said before, and I'm wondering if all Mormons do this because they've read it in their book. <laughs> what I feel like it looks like to me is legalese. Like when somebody gets used to saying something because it rolls off the tongue real easy. Without saying anything. <laughs> now, I would have edited all of that out and uh-huh. taken all those 55 paragraphs, put them into one. King Benjamin is telling everybody God is really put out because y'all are such crazy sinners. Uh. But you believe in him, you're golden, don't need to understand it, people, uh, because God is incomprehensible to you. Just follow and give me 10% of all your money and I'll say your unmarried daughters. And your married wives. Or, or yeah, and your married daughters. <laughs> and your married, and your married wives. And your married wives. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out of morbid curiosity, I did a count. Okay, this chapter, 30 <laughs> verses. Just without counting, just guess how many of these verses start with the word and. Oh, God. Uh, all of them? Almost all of them. Two-thirds of them. Oh, my God. It's so bad. See, I love that Jones is calculating these things. But do keep in mind that the original was not divided up into verses and there's no punctuation. Could so you imagine Somebody just that? decided that every time they said and, that was the start of a new verse. It probably just simplified it when they were splitting the thing up. Okay, like, right. we're going to split it on the ends. Okay, now let's find pick Dan. one. Just find Dan. Just find <laughs> Dan. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> At the end there, it says, which was spoken by the mouth of the angel. Well, we know now that the angel wasn't a ventriloquist either. That's right. It wasn't spoken by his butthole. He wasn't, no, you know, it was spoken by the angel's mouth. Yeah, he wasn't acting like Jim Carrey and speaking out of his ass. <laughs> he doesn't have to ask us a few questions. Yeah, exactly. No. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Oh, All right, I'm going to read verse 12 now. 12. And behold, I say unto you that if ye shall always rejoice and be filled with the love of God and always retain a remission of your sins, and ye shall grow in the knowledge of the glory of him that created you or in the knowledge of that which is just and true Justin Trudeau? There's a period there but he didn't even complete the fucking thought No It was like uh, if period and if oh my god okay It's like the person who was editing this just like had to put a full stop in there because they couldn't stand putting another semicolon in I know Take it away GG if you want All right And ye will not have a mind to injure one another but to live peaceably and to render to every man according to that which is his due I think that's copied from somewhere It does sound like it doesn't it That phrase sounds really nice. It kind of sounds like he wants you to also give 
give him everything, render to Joseph an equal share of everything. Without doing that, he'll be fucked otherwise, because that's his retirement plan. It's a prosperity gospel here. It's saying, right. you do what I say, and you will be rewarded. You will have all the things. Here's, here it goes on, verse 14. <laughs> and ye will not suffer your children that they go hungry or naked, neither will ye suffer that they transgress the laws of God and fight and quarrel one with another and serve the devil, who is the master of sin, or who is the evil spirit which hath been spoken of by our fathers, he being an enemy to all righteousness. But ye will teach them to walk in the ways of truth and soberness. Ye will teach them to love one another and to serve one another. So he's like giving them a utopia to work for. He's saying everything's going to be great because you're going to teach your kids all of this stuff too. But the thing is, doesn't he know about history? Spawn often diverge from their parents' ideals. Oh, it's almost yeah. like it's built into humans to do that, mm-hmm. to create diversity absolutely. even, maybe? Absolutely. To reject the, the idolatry of your forefathers is absolutely right. necessary So just because ways. you teach them doesn't mean they come out that way. We're not little blank slates that you can write on. So verse 16, I believe, for you. And also ye yourselves will succor those that stand in need of succor. Ye will administer of your substance unto him that standeth in need. And ye will not suffer that the beggar putteth up his petition to you in vain and turn him out to perish. This is all talking about charity. This is Smitty's social security plan. Yeah. He likes socialism. (laughs) All right, so verse 17 Perhaps thou shalt say, the man has brought upon himself his misery. Therefore, I will stay my hand and will not give unto him of my food, nor impart unto him of my substance, that he may not suffer for his punishments are just. Verse 18. But I say unto you, oh man. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the last time he says it. (laughs) Whosoever doeth this, the same hath great cause to repent. And except he repenteth of that which he hath done, he perisheth forever. Poor guy. Not just once, but forever. forever. He perishes. Eternity. He'll be very perished by the time he hits uh, infinite years. It's a long time. I just had the thought here. Most faithful Mormons are very conservative and they believe in the whole pull yourself up yeah. by your bootstraps bullshit. <laughs> but in 16 and 17, it doesn't say if they have proven that they don't use drugs or if they are a member of your church. Yeah, they do not live by their own gospel and their. Gospel is bullshit. Like, it's a made up book, and even they don't follow it. Like, you want me to follow this book, and you're not following this book, but you believe in this book? No, thank you. But they don't believe in the book. Yeah, they believe in saying that they believe in this book. It's picking and choosing. Yes, exactly. And then can they have 10% of your money, please, also? Yeah. (laughs) And they will decide who to sucker, and they will decide who to give food to, and they will decide who gets to live in misery, because now you've given all of your money to the church, and you have no money to give to anybody to sucker. So you just really hope that the church does it, but really, it's buying malls. Yeah. (laughs) Shopping malls. Buying malls and bailing out companies that are owned by Mormons. That is devastating to me how horrible that is 
Alright, yeah. where are we? He perisheth forever and hath no interest in the kingdom of God. So, verse 19, um, I don't know who's very... That's mine. Yeah, okay, go ahead. For it, James. Okay. For behold, are we not all beggars? Do we not all depend upon the same being, even God, for all the substance which we have, for both food and raiment, for gold and for silver, and for all the riches which we have of every kind? Every kind? Every kind. <laughs> and behold, even at this time, ye have been calling on his name and begging for remission of your sins. And has he suffered that ye have begged in vain? Nay, he has poured out his spirit upon you and has caused that your hearts should be filled with joy and has caused that your mouths should be stopped, that ye could not find utterance. So exceedingly great was your joy. <laughs> okay. So happy. Yeah, right? Like uh, God shoved something in their mouth so that they would stop talking. I just wish up, King yeah. Benjamin would be so happy that he'd shut up too. Right? Nope. <laughs> We're only on verse 21. We've got nine more to go. And now, if God, who has created you, on whom you are dependent for your lives and for all ye have and are, doth grant <laughs> unto you whatsoever ye ask that is right, in faith, believing that ye shall receive, oh, then how ye ought to impart of the substance that ye have to one another. He's saying substance. What is this substance uh, yeah, that I we're know. imparting? It sounds really... Mm, I think Smitty wants you to pray for God to impart you a wonderful spouse, and then he wants you to share them around. I mean, that's right. Yeah, Joseph thinks that's true. Number of things going on in 18th century New York. Like, least I am blushing over all of the women that he had in the barn. Such a horrible hotel room, too, a barn. Couldn't he have, like, splurged and taken them somewhere nice? All right, where are we? 22 now. All right, 22. And if ye judge the man who putteth up his petition to you for your substance that he perish not and condemn him, how much more just will be your condemnation for withholding your substance? I'll die withhold your substance. Which doth not belong to you, but to God. Oh. Who's going to give it to me? <laughs> to whom also your life belongeth. <laughs> and yet ye put up no petition, nor repent of the thing which thou hast done. I'm just going to keep going because he's on a rant now <laughs> i say unto you whoa, whoa be unto that man for his substance shall perish with him and now i say these things unto those who are rich as pertaining to the things of this world he's saying again remember your riches are not yours they're god's because sometime i might ask for them because god's not here to ask you that's right so it'll be me asking you for 10 percent of your money but remember it's really all god's money i'm not asking you for anything that was yours to begin with i'm just asking you to give God his 10% of all your money. He's asking you to give God room in your bed for him. Before taxes. <laughs> yes, he's a very expensive God. This is not just a one night stand. This is like a whole relationship on the side that costs you money to support, like a sugar daddy relationship. That's God right. needs support. He needs 10% of your money. Specifically, <laughs> off the top. It's the relationship that keeps sucking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's bad. All right, all right, where was I? Okay. 
And again I say unto the poor, ye who have not, and yet have sufficient, that ye remain from day to day. I mean all ye who deny the beggars, because ye have not. I would that ye say in your hearts that I give not because I have not, but if I had, I would give. Uh, he's talking about people that are being a bit duplicitous. They're saying that they're not giving things because they don't have anything. But if I had stuff, I would give it. So he's saying those people are nasty. Too. You got to give anyway. Yeah. Yep. I think it's my go now. And now, if ye say this in your hearts, ye remain guiltless, otherwise ye are condemned. Uh. And your condemnation is just for ye covet that which ye have not received. That's really poorly written, but he's basically yeah. just saying what he said before, that no excuse not to give. Don't just say you would if you had money. Right. That's bullshit. I know you've got some extra cash. Verse 26. And now for the sake of these things which I have spoken unto you, that is, for the sake of retaining a remission of your sins from day to day, that ye may walk guiltless before God, I would that ye should impart of your... Substance! Substance! Is that like ectoplasm? Your life force, your life-giving seed! <laughs> Explain to me, what was the substance that was on the floor? Was it wet? Was it tacky? Was it an ice cube in front of that ice machine that you died on? I, the Substance. Don't slip on it. That is a word I have specifically only used a lot when talking about like somebody slipping on a substance on a floor. Mm. I at least want Joseph to have a thesaurus there to use a different word, you know. Uh, but I'm thinking he's using it as a word for wealth. Just, mm. you know, share your wealth, share your abundance. Or ectoplasm. We're not really sure. Ectoplasm is good, though. <laughs> well, here's what the dictionary says. Yeah. Noun. One, a particular kind of matter with uniform properties. Oh. As in a steel tube covered with a waxy substance. substance. Like a banana covered in a foreign substance. That there came up in go, the banana exactly. peel. Yeah, like the other attorney wanted to know whether or not the banana was covered in a foreign substance that would render it more slippery. Mm. But the second definition, this is what Joseph Smith means, is the real physical matter of which a person or thing consists and which has a tangible, solid presence. Basically, stuff. Stuff. Physical stuff. Don't keep a hold of your stuff. Share your stuff. The church wants 10% of your stuff. Don't tell me you don't have extra stuff that you can't give to me and the exactly. more stuff people. Substance means stuff. Everything is a substance. Now let's narrow it down. Is it a wet substance? Dry substance? Gooey substance or a sticky substance? The kind of substance that you use to wash your hair with? Have you got <laughs> stuff? Give me all your stuff. All the stuff. I want to fuck all your stuff. I want to buy all your stuff. Stuff. Share your stuff. <laughs> oh dear. All right, I'll keep reading. I would that ye should impart of your substance to the poor. Well, you should ask the poor first before you impart of your substance to them, okay? They might have an opinion about that. Yep. Every man according to that which he hath, such as feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the sick, and administering to their relief both spiritually, which is not a falsifiable thing, what does that mean? And temporally, according to their wants. Not needs, just their wants, like any poor person is like, I want your substance, give me your stuff. 
Well, Smitty was all about wants. He had desires, that man. Yeah, don't question him. Okay, go on. (laughs) Verse 27. And see that all these things are done in wisdom and order, for it is not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength. (laughs) And Dax said, like, you don't need to understand everything. Yeah. Besides, Smitty couldn't run fast. No, he would have escaped all those mobs. Yeah. (laughs) Not with his slightly dysfunctional leg. Yeah. Yeah, he never got away from the tarring and the feathering. Oh, look at the next phrase. And again. Again? (laughs) It is expedient that he should be diligent, that thereby he might win the prize. Therefore, all things must be done in order, (laughs) in Smitty's order. Verse 28. And I would that ye should remember that whosoever among you borroweth of his neighbor should return the thing that he borroweth. Hey, give me back my fucking lawnmower. You're right. Give me back my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> According as he doth agree, or else thou shalt commit sin, and perhaps thou shalt cause thy neighbor to commit sin also by kicking your ass because you still have his lawnmower. That's right. All right. And finally, I cannot tell you all the things whereby ye may commit sin, for there are diverse. <laughs> Diverse. Do you see the way he spells that too? Divers. Divers. No, yeah. That's a, yeah. <laughs> divers. Yeah. For there are diverse ways and means, even so many that I cannot number them. You can't remember them all. Yeah. Well, I mean, Moses had 10. He counted them. There was 10. <laughs> right. All right. 30. <laughs> but this much I can tell you, that if ye do not watch yourselves, watch yourself, and your thoughts, and your words, and your deeds, and observe the commandments of God, and continue in the faith of what ye have heard concerning the coming of our Lord, even unto the ends of your life, ye must perish. And now, oh, man. Man. remember, and perishes not. Oh, oh man. God, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> the God. end. Okay, I'm 30 sorry. 30 verses of dreck and oh, bullshit. I hate Joseph Smith's writing style so much. He's like, look, there's just too many sins. There's too many sins, too many sins. There's a lot of different kinds of sins. You could be doing it this way. You could be sitting that way. You could be sitting over here. You could be sitting over there. You could be sitting with this person in this way, doing this other thing with this thing that you can do, involving this other thing that you can sit with. It's all substance that you can sit with. There's a lot of substances, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but all right, I've got to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Thanks so much, both of you. Dude, this is, I tell everybody at the office, I'm like, nope, got a podcast. I'm leaving at five. Yeah. <laughs> this is my extracurricular activity that I'm still allowed to do. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Right. All right. Have a good night, you guys. I'll talk to you later. See you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye.